Welcome back to the OG of the HRC Way, News Day and Telling Ya. Today we have a very special episode. The one and only Miss Annie Potts is going to be joining us for a great interview where she's open and honest and we talk about designing women and in Toy Story and Any Day Now and Young Sheldon. All of it is covered right after the quick news. I promise you don't want to miss this one. Okay, let's go into quick news. Of course, we have impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. The only things that I'm going to take away from impeachment is that the House managers released a ton of new footage from January 6th that we have not seen yet, and now we've seen. Um, One of the footage uh, showed that Senator Romney was literally saved by Officer Eugene Goodman. Of course, we all know Officer Eugene Goodman was the officer who distracted the the rioters to go a different direction and saved who knows how many people, but there's literally a video of Senator Romney walking and he's running and he goes, turn around and go, and he probably saved him from God knows what. Also, um, video has surfaced that they showed where um, they are shouting... Um, where's Pelosi? They're shouting all these horrific things, which I'm not going to uh, reinstate, and that's basically hunting for Nancy Pelosi. So um, that was pretty distraught. Uh, Lindsey Graham tweeted yesterday after the second round of impeachment trial that the not guilty numbers are growing. Um, So... That's what we've been trying to say this whole time. 67 is a very difficult number to get to. I don't know, and I don't think that we're going to get there, but who knows. Um, A lot of the senators, while they're in this trial, are looking at their phones. They're reading something. They're distracted. Senator Hawley literally had his feet up on his desk, not paying attention. So I don't think that they're taking this very seriously. Um, I just want to let everyone know, though, that Senator Graham thinks that this is outrageous, this impeachment, but he didn't think it was outrageous to vote guilty for a blowjob of President Clinton. So there's that on impeachment. That's all I'm going to say about impeachment because pretty much everything is out of our control at this point. So the CDC has announced that double masking is best. So I'm guessing what they're asking us to do is put one of those like cheap masks and then one of those pretty masks over it and that is supposed to stop it. I don't really know. I feel like we get new information every single day, but just mask up, everyone. That's all I'm going to say. Um, this is interesting. Charisma Carpenter, who's best known from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the show Angel, which of course was created by Josh Whedon, she's accusing him of abuse of power. She says that it was an extremely toxic work environment. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar came out and sort of distanced herself from Josh Whedon and said, I don't want to be associated with him. I love that I'm associated with Buffy forever because she is Buffy. Um, and I support everyone who is who find, who find is able to tell their truth. So this should be interesting because Josh Whedon is a pretty big name in Hollywood. So usually when there's one woman who's brave enough to come out, more come out. Now, she said it was a toxic work environment. She didn't say it was sexually involved, that sort of thing. But still, toxic is toxic, right? Um, Larry Flint of Hustler has died at 78. And the reason I'm saying this is, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but I thought he was dead already. So (laughs) when that came out, I was like, what? I had no idea he was still alive. The king of the porn industry, right? Um, So the only reason I'm saying that is because I genuinely was like, what? Okay. 
Um, Robert Kennedy Jr., who is a massive, massive, massive anti-vaxxer guy, and he has been even pre-COVID. He has officially been banned from Instagram because of that. He's still on Twitter. He's still on Facebook. And what's interesting about that is Facebook owns Instagram, so I don't know how he's allowed on in, or Facebook, but not Instagram. But he is a huge anti-vaxxer. He spreads anti-vaxxer misinformation constantly. Um, I think if his father was alive today, he would be like, what? the heck so of course he's obviously the child of robert kennedy and ethel kennedy um who is an amazing amazing woman um another thing is that the Mich michigan senate leader who was caught on a hot mic denying all of january 6th saying it was a hoax um he apologized at one point but then he was caught on a hot mic saying i don't really believe anything i just said i still believe it was a hoax so that's cool. Again, Michigan is the state where they had a bunch of people who were planning to kill Gretchen Whitmore, their governor. But that's cool. Um, Bernie Sanders, Senator Sanders, goes in on OMB nominee Nara Tandon about her Twitter account. Now, let me just clear the air on this because um, I think it's very important. I pray that Nara passes because if she doesn't get confirmed, I'm going to be very upset because two days straight, they talked to her about her Twitter account where she deleted a lot of tweets because as a private citizen, she went after the extreme left, aka Bernie Sanders, and the right. She is a big Hillary Clinton supporter. She is an extremely bright, intelligent woman who is qualified to be the OMB director. But the, le the extreme left, Bernie Sanders, and Lindsey Graham teamed up yesterday and the other day and tag teamed her about this Twitter account, even though the day before they had already even talked about the Twitter account. Now, Bernie Sanders made this all about himself, as he always does. And he simply said, well, you attacked me. You attacked me. Well, here's the thing. She was a private citizen and she has apologized. She has said, I was angry. That's why I deleted these tweets. I shouldn't have done it. I take ownership, unlike a certain someone else who has never taken ownership for his tweets. So there's a different when you take ownership and you try to change and do better, which is what Nira was trying to do. This is an impressive woman who came from nothing. She's the daughter of immigrants. Her mother was sitting behind her at the confirmation. She is highly intelligent, like I said. She knows what she's talking about. She is perfect for this job. And yet she might get stopped because of her Twitter account. If that is not hypocrisy, I don't know what is. And I guarantee you that Bernie Sanders could care less what she would have tweeted if he, she wouldn't have gone after him. But she went after him over and over and over again, which is why I love her. And she doubled down and said, sorry, okay? So that being said, um, Biden, President Biden has access to all calls between Trump and Putin. What is really interesting is that Trump tried to hide these calls with a like locked special number, which why would he try to lock calls with Vladimir Putin, but no one else? That's interesting. So we shall see what happens with that. Uh, Speaker Pelosi will award the Capitol Police officers the Congressional Gold Medal, which is the highest honor that Congress can bestow. These, these men and women uh, deserve every second of that. Senator Pelosi also announced that the House COVID bill has enough votes to push forward the $15 federal minimum wage, which means that will go on to the Senate. I don't know if it'll survive in the Senate, but it's a big sign in the plus side that it's going to sign pass through the House. And that is today's news, quick news. I also want to say, Justin Timberlake, you're a D-bag, and I hope that you see this, and you know why. 
And uh, you guys, you don't want to miss Annie Potts. I mean, come on, who doesn't love Annie Potts? And let me tell you, she was an amazing woman, kind, pleasant, open, answered every single question I could possibly have. So definitely, and if you are a fan of Designing Women, she's got some things to say about possible reboots. So check it out, guys. So welcome to the OG of the HRC way, news they ain't telling you. So I am the OG of the HRC. That's what I go by. So we have the one and only Annie Potts today. And this is very exciting for me. You are my first interview of someone I don't personally know. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's very interesting. I've, I've worked in all over the place for a while. And uh, so, yeah, you're my first non-knowing person. <laughs> so welcome. Well, I'll try, I'll try to make it easy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that <laughs> very much. So, of course, Annie Potts, we all know you from so many different things. We have Designing Women. We have Toy Story. Now Young Sheldon, of course. So you are filming Young Sheldon right now, correct? You guys are back and going. How is that being back via COVID? This is the new normal. Well, it it does actually feel normal now, but when we, I mean, we, we are so, uh, we do, um, we're sort of exhaustively tested. You know, I test five days a week. And on the days that I, I mean, it, whether I'm shooting or not, I test. And on the days that I work, I I take two tests, a, PR, a PRC, a PCR, and a rapid test. Wow. So all of that, so we can take our mask off and be with each other for like 10 minutes. And then everybody mask on. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it is just the normal now. And we haven't... Uh, we haven't had any sicknesses that have been generated within the cast. Oh, great. That's amazing. How long, <laughs> how long have you been back officially? Since last September. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have slow and steady. Okay, great. Well, I love you on Young Sheldon. Obviously, Mima, such a fun character. I must She's say- so fun. One of my favorite episodes was when um, you convinced Sheldon with the cookies and he's a Texan and that whole, it's just so fabulous and so fun. And just the definition of who Mima is, I think just, you know, proud well, Texas. She, she's, a, she's a lot of fun for me. You yeah. know, I, uh, I grew up with a lot of women. Uh, hang on. My dog is having some fun there. <laughs> Settle down, sugar. Um, uh because I, I knew these women and always got such a kick out of them. There were a lot of them in my family. Right. Because you're from um, Kentucky, correct? Yes. 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 Born and raised Kentucky girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you ever go back to Kentucky? Do you still have a lot of family there? He, you know, I have a sister back there, but I, uh, but um, not so much anymore. My parents are gone now. And, uh, uh, so usually my sister comes out here because she has a daughter here. So, gotcha. but I miss it. I miss it. I, when I do go back, I see the, I feel like I know every tree and every woods, you know? Yeah. Home. I get it. I completely understand. So let's go to, of course, Designing Women. I grew up on that show and it was so monumental in my childhood of showing me these strong women on television from all different angles and I mean when you were making Designing Women 
did you, any of you ladies realize how, what you were creating in terms of the 1980s is such a, a pivotal moment for the women's movement and that the 1970s end and all of these Supreme Court cases had come in where women are gaining rights and the 1980s came in and women were working in corporate world, women were doing things on their own. So Designing Women is such a fabulous, written by a woman, created by a woman, leading women. I mean, did you ladies realize what, how important what you were doing with Designing Women? I wonder whether, you know, when you're inside something, you ever fully appreciate how historical it might be or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wish I had, I wish I, you know, I wish I had that <laughs> gift for, for doing that. I mean, it seemed, uh, I mean, we were all, you know, as actresses, ambitious working women. So mm -hmm. that was, that was a standard that was already happening. It's like, but that we would, you know, have a, um, a, a standard to carry and, and help other women. I know I run into women, oh, about your age quite <laughs> often. And some men who say, I watched that with my mother, my grandmother, and mm -hmm. I just, it changed my life because mm -hmm. of the way you guys were and the, th the you know, the, the issues that you took up and everything. So I'm, uh, uh, I'm sorry that there's not a show quite like that around these days, because I think that we could really use one. I agree completely. I have an 11, 12, almost 12 year old niece. And I think like, that's when I was like watching so many reruns of Designing Women and Golden Girls and Murphy Brown and those shaped so much of who I am today. So I agree that that is definitely missing. And I think um, another show that you had done any day now, I was a huge fan of that show. And I think that if that show was on today, it would be such a massive hit. Because I, I know, I know <laughs> when I, when Black Lives Matter started coming uh, into view last year, like, well, you know, we just nobody's having these conversations. Nobody wants to, it's like, no, we did this 20 years ago. Yeah. We had these conversations mm -hmm. and they were, um, uh, they were intense. Mm -hmm. I know that the writers on that show used to tell me that they used to practically come to blows in the writing room, <laughs> knocking these uh, ideas out um, black and white. And uh, it was really, it was really something I, 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 I have to say that when I was in the middle of that show, I really did know how important mm -hmm. it was and how extraordinary it was. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I just, being a Southerner, I so appreciated being um, tasked with uh, putting those ideas forward because I, I, I really do think that, um, I mean, it's it's nationwide, but I think the South is was especially responsible for um, making old, of being inflexible, of not right. moving forward, right. of not wanting to let go of, and we see it still. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, so yeah. yes, I actually any day now is on again. And I think it's it's on it's on um, something called Start TV. Oh. And uh, I've had several people who have been, you know, who noticed that and took them <laughs> a grant. I'm watching this show and it's so current. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. 
Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. I mean, I learned so much from that show. And I just, like you said, the show from the perspective of the South, Alabama, and these two women and the backstory with your character's father and all of that was just done so brilliantly. And I just think I'm glad that it's on somewhere now because I think it's so important and people can learn so much from that. So I just, you know, I just think that it's, um, yeah, it's important. That's for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It was it was used for some years, I know, in uh, a lot of different colleges for uh, both uh, race study and mm. women's studies as well. So wow, that's big. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so too. When <laughs> to I, be a part I of heard that, I was like, really? Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow, that's like really big. That's amazing. So then, um, obviously, that show, but. Most, a lot of people know your voice for Toy Story, of course. I myself grew up with that movie. So, I mean, I'm just curious that, so for me personally, when Toy Story 3 happened, I was like, where's Bo Peep? Like, what's going on? And I thought that was it. And then Toy Story 4 came out and I was like, oh my gosh, it's okay that she wasn't in Toy Story 3 because who she is now is so brilliant, especially for the times. How, when you got the first script or when you realized like she was this feminist, woke, independent woman, what was your first thought? I mean, well, you know, that, that was, that uh, unfolded very, um, I mean, I worked on that for four and a half years. I never saw a script. Oh, there wow. was, so it was like, you know, they would just call and say, we'd like, you know, we'd like to, We'd like to do a little more on we uh, and so I would go in every couple of months and work a day or two and I so I really didn't have any idea how big a role it was wow. until I saw the film. It was like, <laughs> oh <laughs> wow, wow, um, yeah, that's amazing. What do you personally think of Bo Peep's transformation? Oh, I, I was, I, well, I was thrilled. I was thrilled to see her. Um, I mean, it, it's wonderful to, to, uh, to get to be the model for young girls who, you know, when your mm -hmm. arm falls off, you just put some <laughs> scotch tape on it and go on. Exactly. I sort of, yes. Everything about that was just, just brilliant. I was just in awe. I mean, I just was like, I couldn't have asked all of us as Toy Story fans, we couldn't have asked for anything better, especially the timing of when that movie was released, when Hillary had lost, women felt, young girls felt like, what's going on? And to see Bo Peep, I mean, you know, I'm 35 and I was inspired. So, <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine oh, the younger girls, good. you know, that's yes. absolutely amazing. How often do you get recognized for your voice because of that character? Uh... Quite a bit. Yeah. I'm usually pretty safe going anywhere, doing anything, mm. as long as I don't open my mouth and then people <laughs> just go, right. What? <laughs> right. I love that. Definitely. I think even pre uh, Toy Story, you would have been recognized for your voice. You have very distinct. I yes, I, I I have a distinctive voice. Yeah, and it's fabulous. I think it's fabulous. That's for sure. Even in Ghostbusters, it's very distinct. So <laughs> totally different though for that. Totally one. different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally different. Um, Completely. 
So let's talk about, I had read somewhere that, or I think I saw on your Instagram, that you have been making masks for COVID mm -hmm. and been raising money for White Pony Express, which is a charity in the Bay Area. I'm originally from the Bay Area, so I know about White Pony Express. Um, tell me how that, yeah, how that came about. Um, well, I had, I have long been a, um, a supporter and a, a, a kind of a mouthpiece for them and food rescue. My, my closest friend was the executive director on that. So she said, hey, listen, could you do something for us? And I, I love the idea, always the, the idea that uh, not wasting food and especially with so many in need. And then when COVID happened and uh, things were so hard and, and they were, uh, I mean, the demand for food became so great. I mean, mm -hmm. or they had to have more capacity than they ever had. So they needed funds, you know. So um, I, as soon as the, um, the pandemic happened and everybody said, well, you know, we're going to have to wear a mask. You can find a mask. But uh, I thought, well, I, I, I learned to sew in the costume shop when I was getting my degree in theater. So I just, uh, first thing I did was I got on, uh, I got on um, Amazon and I ordered a, a sewing machine. <laughs> and literally in the beginning, because I was like, oh, I had to get them out to my family and my friends and everything. I was, ma I was making them out of tea towels. Uh, any, any fabric, I, I was cutting up sheets, anything to, uh, do, and then, you know, and then I started getting nice materials and everything. <laughs> and, uh, I came up with the idea. It was like, well, auction these off. So they, you know, uh, I think people love to get a little something if they're going to put something in a lot mm -hmm. of the time. So, um, the mask sold for quite a bit and I, I ended up offering that up to other uh, people that I'm, I've long supported. So uh, it, it, it was a really fun project for me. It kept me focused and it kept me positive. And, and in a real way, I felt like I was doing something to help protect people. What else? what else can you do? You right. know, it's like, right. I can't, I can't make it go away, right. but I can, um, I, I can help you shield yourself from it. So, mm -hmm. uh, so it was a wonderful project for me. And, uh, and I, um, a girlfriend of mine had a new, Barbara Boxer's daughter or something and mm -hmm. I said oh I'd love to get these to some of our politicians so yeah you did. I, <laughs> I did I did not I just some up. politicians I mean we've got the speaker of the house rocking Annie Potts mask you know I, I can't even <laughs> tell you how happy that made me I I just and I didn't even find it because I sent these to, to I, Kamala and and Miss Pelosi and Maxine Waters and a bunch of people last yeah. spring. And then, I don't know, maybe a month ago, a girlfriend of mine had found a picture of Nancy uh, in the news. And I think it was when she was announcing that the articles of yeah, it of was. impeachment. It's, yeah, it was. <laughs> and she said, isn't this your mask? And I was like, 
<laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I I did yeah. a, I did a dance. I'll tell you. Um, she wears it a lot. She wears them a lot because um, I mean her masks yeah, always she, match her outfit. So I mean, yes, yeah. she's been really good about that. I mean, you know, part of the thing that I I you know people were reluctant. Not any of those particular politicians, but but um, a lot of people you know, have been reluctant to wear them. And I thought, well, you know, if they're, if they're beautiful mm. or, you know, uh, then people be more likely to wear them and you can match them up. And it's just, you know, it's the new um, uh, item to go with your outfit, like That's, a purse. Yeah, or it's a new accessory. Collar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. I have a um, ton of them. Has to match my outfit. That's for sure. <laughs> I I do too. Yeah. That's amazing though. I mean, when I saw that picture, I was like, this is this is legit. Like you've got the <laughs> third most powerful person in our government, you know, rocking the Annie Potts mask. I mean, you can't get much better than that. I mean <laughs> No, that that just about did it for me. That did it. That that's the reach the point. So I just want to quick ask you about is there one character that you've played in your career that you wish you could have played just a little bit longer? Hmm. <laughs> um, well, the any day now, I love that. I mean, we, we did four years mm -hmm. of that. I would have, I felt like we had so many stories to tell and I thought that character was wonderful. And yeah, I think, you know, we need that now. Mm -hmm. I'd love to, I'd love to see a movie done. Um, Lorraine Toussaint and I are still close and uh, and we are we are so proud of that yeah um uh I wouldn't mind doing that one um and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind coming revisiting uh designing women either uh, yeah would you be open to that like if they were because everyone's doing absolutely the you would absolutely yeah wow. That's really yeah, exciting. I mean, it would be, uh, and I, uh, I know that a lot of uh, um, Dixie Carter's rants that she did have been <laughs> passing around on the internet, and they are, I mean, there's there's one to fit almost every almost situation. <laughs> yes, I know we um, post them on our Instagram and our Twitter all the time because when when Georgia the last election we did the infamous that's yeah, the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. how great was that to be on set to watch her just shine like that? I mean, that must have been. Well, she she was a marvel, and uh, <laughs> um, it, it was interesting because she herself is very conservative. I know, and I read that, yeah. <laughs> to play the, the most liberal of all of us. She was like, I just don't know about this speech, Annie. I just don't know. I said, give it to me, I'll do it. Right. But That's I know amazing. she suffered over that uh, occasionally, not always. I and mean, right. she was well aware of how excellent the acting material was, but mm -hmm. um, it uh, she often didn't agree politically. But Yeah, I read that somewhere. I actually, this is a funny story. When I was like 10 years old, I wrote her a letter and she wrote me back and she signed like, and I have it on my parents' house. And it was like, it made my life because I was like, wow. I love your character. You're so inspiring. I was like 10, but yeah, she sent me back a letter and it just, 
made everything because of those speeches, you know, when you're a kid and you see that it's like, wow, this woman is beautiful and she's so sure of herself. I mean, all of you ladies were on that show. I mean, that's the brilliance of that show. I mean, do you think the other ladies would be down for a reboot or? Um, you know, I think it just depends. Uh, um, Delta doesn't work much anymore. Yeah, she I prefers know. not to. And uh, uh, Jean, of course, works all, all the, time. the time. So yeah, <laughs> she's such a wonderful actress. Yeah. Um, so I would, you know, it would be about timing and, right. and all of that, but I wouldn't be surprised if she, uh, wouldn't be willing to dip her toe back in that. Right. Well, all the gays and all the girls would be over the moon if that happened. <laughs> you know, you go to West Hollow and you get yourself a designing women's shirt and, you know, it's like you fit right in with that group. So <laughs> that's for sure. Yep. You know, that would be fabulous. So if we can send that out to the universe, that would be great. Um, I'm, 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 I would be happy to send that out to the universe. I love hearing that so much. So I have one last question for you. If I may, I ask every one of my guests this, um, who inspired you when you were 10 years old and who inspires you today? Hmm. Who inspired me when I was 10? Um, you know, there used to be, uh, we used to get off the school bus right in time for the four o'clock movie. Uh, every, I mean, you know, that's when, the, in the days when there were only three channels and <laughs> one of them ran an old, you know, an old black and white movie at four o'clock. <laughs> so all the great movies with all, all the great screen actresses. Mm -hmm. Catherine Hepburn and Carol Lombard and and uh, Rosalind Russell. Uh, there was a whole pack of cards of wonderful actresses who I uh, I sparked to then and still do. Yeah. Um, and uh, so just you know the the great black and white screen sirens, I would say, especially the, the comedic ones were uh, my heroes. And who does it for me now? Um, really quick, are you a Barbara Stanwyck fan then? I, yes, yeah. yeah, ball of fire, come on. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> I love her. She's so uh, but today, um, well, I mean, artistically, there's kind of nobody like Meryl Streep still. I mean, I just watched her in the prom. It's like, I'm like, is there nothing she can't do? <laughs> That's I mean, what makes really, her the greatest. I know, I know. Really. It's, it's like you believe her in that and you believe her in doubt. Like, I mean, you just, Mar Margaret Thatcher, yes. you know? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing she can't do. I know, I agree. Um, but uh, uh, really, you know, my... Uh, I mean, you know, my social heroes now, people, I mean, I think that Nancy Pelosi is sensational. I mean, she's 80 years old. I know. She is like, I know. She's unbelievable. I, I mean, non what a nonstop, brilliant yep. on it. Yep. Uh, she misses nothing. Nothing. I always say about her, nothing. she's playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. She's That's just right. always 
you know, I mean, I named my cat after her. <laughs> so she's wow. very like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And her daughter is a fan of the OG of HRC way. So getting that direct DM was like, oh my God, you know, it's unbelievable. So yeah, Pelosi's a whole other level of, you know, greatness and growing up in the Bay area, I knew about her before she was mm-hmm. Pelosi, the speaker, and it was her Feinstein mm-hmm. boxer. I feel very fortunate that I was, I grew up across the Bay Ridge and they're right there in San Francisco. So when everyone else, I was like, oh Where yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up right outside of Oakland. So um, Newark, Fremont, Oakland, that area. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a 510 girl, so. Oh, yes, you are. Mm-hmm, no, very I, much. I, yeah, I, I see now how you knew about uh, the white pony. We're yeah. hoping that, uh, you know, that more people find out about it and 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 actually replicate the program. Mm-hmm. So, um, because, I mean, that's what it's it's meant to do. I mean, it's just a little local thing that started that we hoped, you know, other people would go, oh, we should do that too. So. Yeah, it's a great program. Absolutely. I agree. I think, um, yeah, with food shortages, which was a problem, like you said, pre-COVID, but now it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, to see food lines of people who have jobs and have, and they can't get food. I mean, I don't comprehend. I mean, it's, it's hard to comprehend for me if personally. We, if, if we can, if we can put men in space, right. can't we feed our children? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, really? Yeah, I know. I agree. I mean, thank you so much for doing oh, you're this. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. And anytime you want to promote anything, Come on over. <laughs> we are well, here. Thank you. And thank you for the service that you're doing. It's wonderful mm-hmm. for all uh, women, young and in the middle and uh, uh, my age. Thank you very much. Will you enjoy the rest of your day? Thank you. Thanks <laughs> so much. Bye. All right, guys. I hope that you enjoyed that Annie Potts interview as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. Hopefully we will see her again. Make sure and check her out on Young Sheldon and follow her on Instagram because her Instagram is very positive. Um, That being said, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And of course, if you want to listen to us, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, and of course you can watch on YouTube. Don't miss out. Until next time, guys, the OG of the HRC signing out.